Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to people who want to speak more as a way to build their income and grow their business. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. My name is Jane Atkinson. You know, we've been telling you about our books for a while now, and we're not supposed to choose favorites of our children, but I think I may have a favorite in the Wealthy Speaker Daily Success Planner and Journal, and let me tell you why. This planner helps you intentionally create the business of your dreams every single day. You know, we give you all the tools and strategies and tactics in the other books, but this is what really helps you drive momentum. We've just got the journal out on Amazon, so you can check it out there, or you can come to our bookstore at speakerlauncher.com. Now, really quickly, I want to give a shout out to our tribe who are leaving comments and reviews. Thank you so much. If you listen in Stitcher or iTunes or Google Play, Play, please, uh, you know, leave us a rating, leave us a comment so that we can get uh, higher in the ratings there and be seen by people who maybe haven't had exposure to us yet. Our latest review is from Frank Soma. This was just such a kind gesture. Frank actually became a a client a few months ago, and he reinforced in his his, uh, note to me uh, about that he felt like he had made a really good decision. He says this about the podcast. You are the very definition of into versus in. Some people are in the speaking business, but you are into the speaking business. I can feel it coming out of your pores during your podcast. He said, you're charming as hell to listen to because you're genuine and totally interested in this subject and how it will serve your community. And to that, I can only say, you know, aw, shucks. That is so very sweet, Frank. Thank you so much. I appreciate getting the feedback. And, you know, for those of us who do podcasts, that's just what keeps us going. Having, having someone say, you know, you're making a difference in my life is really important. So if you listen to a lot of podcasts, make sure that you're out there uh, letting people know that you appreciate them. This week's podcast is called Why Everyone Needs a Coach or something to that effect. And our guest expert is Alan Stein. Welcome, Alan. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. And let me give everybody a little brief bio on you. Excuse me. Alan Stein Jr. is a coach, consultant, speaker, and author with an expertise in moving improving organizational performance, cohesion, and accountability. He spent 15 years working with the highest performing basketball players on the planet, including NBA superstar Kevin Durant. He now travels the world teaching organizations how to utilize the same strategies in business that elite athletes use to perform at the world-class levels. Alan, why do you think it's important to have a coach? I feel it's important to have a coach for three primary reasons. Uh, It's someone that can provide direction, offer feedback, but arguably most importantly, hold you accountable to do the things that you know that you're supposed to do. Uh, We as human beings, and certainly as speakers, uh, will always have a gap between what we know to do and what we actually do, and that's called a performance gap. And the highest performers in the world, the most successful people in any area, including speaking, have found ways to narrow those gaps in their lives so that they're doing exactly what they know they're supposed to do. I love that. And, and, you know, in our industry, 
there are so many things that we know we're supposed to be doing and we're just constantly striving to get better and better at all of those things, aren't we? Absolutely. You know, you know every we, time you go out to speak, you're probably just going, okay, let me raise the bar on this front. Absolutely. You know, I was really struck with your interview with, I believe it was Kendra Hall, when she said something to the effect of, she sent out 600 emails initially to attract business. Mm. So that's something that every speaker knows that they should do in order to attract new business, but how many actually do that? So that's when we would call the, the performance gap. You know that you're supposed to do that, and yet you don't. So can we find ways to help close that gap uh, is really the key to improving performance in any area, and a quality, competent coach will help you with that. Yeah, I loved it. We got an email. My team and I got an email yesterday from someone who wanted us to guarantee but that by taking our 12-week course, he was going to get speaking engagements. And so I said, Jen, you handle this one. Yeah. And she wrote back and said, um, yeah, you're going to get results if you do the work, if you do this, if you do this, if you do this. And she kind of listed all the things that were needed. And, you know, how can anybody guarantee that somebody's going to get results unless you're willing to do the work, Right. Exactly. And that's where a coach comes in. I mean, in all honesty, I'm 42 years old and the only guarantee that I know of is death. That's the only thing that I'm 100% certain of that will come at some point in time. Everything else, it's a matter of what you just mentioned brilliantly, doing the work. And coaches will help ensure that you do the work. They'll help you clarify your vision and purpose to make sure that you're doing the right work. Uh, but that's, that's ultimately it. And when you look at the highest performers in the world in any industry, they do the work. They're not there by accident and they're not there right. by luck. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about Tom Brady or we're talking about Beyonce or we're talking about someone in the speaking industry like Ryan Estes. Mm -hmm. They do the work. That's why they're successful. Exactly. Our theme this year is focused hustle. I thought you might like it. I absolutely love that. Focused hustle. What would be, so let's take, you, you've coached um, people like Kevin Durant, who's very well known for his basketball prowess. What would be something that he would be doing that maybe um, someone first starting out at basketball might be not disciplined enough to do, or they just think, you know, I've made it to the show now, I can rest. What? There's a term, uh, one of my really good friends and colleagues in basketball coined a term called the unseen hours. And those are the hours when, you know, the cameras are off, the lights are off, the cheerleaders stop dancing, and it's just you and it's your habits and it's your standards. And what I found, especially with basketball high performers, what separates the good from the great and the great from the extraordinary or how they master those unseen hours. And where I was very pleasantly surprised was when I found that with guys like LeBron James and Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant, that the stuff they do in the unseen hours is actually very basic. And it's stuff that you and I are capable of doing. So what makes them special is the fact that they have a strong commitment to sticking to the basics where most people, most novices and rookies for sure, try to skip the basics and try to jump to what's sexy and what hot, what's hot and what's now. And they overlook the basics. And Interesting. the basics have always worked and they always will. So what would be one basic that they might use that we could apply to our industry? Well, you know, with a player, I had a chance to watch Kobe Bryant work out one time. And this was back in 2007 when Kobe was clearly the best player in the world. And for the first 45 minutes of his workout, he was doing the most basic footwork and offensive moves. 
He was doing stuff that I've routinely done with middle school age players. Now, of course, he did it with razor sharp precision and he did it with an unparalleled level of intensity, but the stuff was very basic. And that was a life-changing pivotal moment in my life because I realized that sticking to the basics consistently is, is where the success is. And when you look at speakers, I take something like Kendra sending out 600 emails mm-hmm. as a very basic principle. I mean, that's, that is extremely basic. But here's where most people get confused. They think basic and easy are synonyms, and they're uh, not. Sending, so sending out 600 emails is not easy. It's labor intensive. You have to really be right. focused on making sure they're going to the right people. But it's certainly basic and premise. Yeah, and I work with Kendra and her team um, on an ongoing basis, and they were just meeting um, recently to talk about what their next strategy was going to be to move forward. And the seed planting, which is the 600 emails, that's always going to be a thing for them because what she recognized was when the seed planting stopped, they were so busy doing working on the day-to-day of the gigs that were already on the thing that the funnel wasn't being filled up. So they just have a consistent strategy now for making sure that those seeds are planted. You know, and if let's say we're talking about doing the basics for platform, one of the basics that I think most people think, um, well, I mean, there are people who are masterful storytellers And then there are people who are just doing the basics of storytelling. And you might think that story isn't an area that you have to continue to refine and refine and refine. But actually, I think it is. I think that that's one of the basics that we can always be working on, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And it's it's pivotal to your success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we tie in that concept with the need for having a coach, and I, I have a speaking coach, you know, from my basketball background, one of my... I guess we could say weaknesses or challenges is I quickly go into what I call coach voice. I'm extremely intense uh-huh. and I usually, I usually use volume as the number one thing that I change. Cause I was used to being in a gym with hundred or 200 teenagers with right. very poor acoustics. And I found that volume was an easy way to get attention. Well, when I'm mic'd up and I'm on a stage, I don't need to be screaming my head off. So I've learned to find other ways, taking a beat, having a pause, using a specific hand gesture, or even sometimes coming down to a whisper to be more effective. And I found that through proper coaching, using those tools have helped me become so much more of an effective storyteller mm. than just, just using, say, brute force and intensity. So uh, these are the things that now uh, I'm conscious of. And yeah. when I speak, I make sure that I get it filmed. I go back and watch it the same way a basketball coach would ah, watch game film. Game and tapes, I, yeah. yeah and, I, and I make note and I say, okay, we're getting better in this area. Here are some areas that we still need to improve on next time. And then I can certainly you know, uh, discuss with my coach to see if they see something with their level of expertise uh, that I don't quite see in this area. I really like that. I really like that. Um, so what areas do you think play a major role in our performance? I think we can divide it in half and half would be on the actual content. And then the other half would be the delivery. And when you combine those two things, you get the performance. And then of course, a one-off from that would be certainly what we've been talking about, which would be making sure that we're uh, proactive and finding the right audience so that we even have a performance to give. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but I've, I've seen speakers that have 
incredible content, a tremendous message. They have big ideas. They get you to, to think different and act different, yet they severely lack in the performance side, so it's hard to pay attention. Uh, then I've seen others that, I mean, they're, they're doing everything but juggling fire. They're extremely entertaining, and you're, you're hanging on every word, but there's not a lot of substance to what they're saying, right. you know, especially in the quote-unquote motivational space. They're basically just saying slogans that you can find on any Nike t-shirt, and you're fired up and pumped up, but they didn't really give you anything of substance. So I know my goal from, from day one has been to try to combine those two so that I have something of value to give people and can deliver it in a compelling way that will help them remember it and feel inspired and empowered to actually act on it. And so when it comes to um, a coach, you know, the coach can help you. Let's kind of run the parallels of you're being a coach for someone in in, um, professional, a professional athlete versus how we might uh, learn from a coach who, and there's lots of different genres of coaching in my world. You know, I'm a business coach. I help people build their business. And yeah, sure. Sometimes we talk about their speech and what's going to help. You're not in the business for 30 years and you don't learn a few things about the speech. And we wrote a book called The Epic Keynote. So I feel like I can comment on that. But I will often send people over to other places. You know, there's Lots of different things. So tell me something that you might do as a coach that we might do as coaches of speakers. Well, I love what you just mentioned that even though uh, you have a variety of expertise and experience in anything that has to do with speaking, Mm -hmm. you've chosen to stay rather narrow and focused on the business side. Certainly you have things you can add on the content and delivery side, but you've chosen to have a very focused niche. And I love that. And I had the same approach in basketball. I was a performance coach which meant I did the strength and conditioning and fitness portion of basketball. Uh, So I never taught players how to shoot or defend or pass or handle the ball. That was for other coaches. I stayed in my lane of fitness. And and I think that's one of the most important keys to being a coach is knowing your primary strength and honing in and focusing on that, which is why – Folks need a series of coaches. I mean, yeah. you know, as a speaker, you need someone that that's, can help you with your content and your idea. You need someone that can help you with your delivery. And you absolutely need someone like yourself to help them with the business side. And, and I really like that, you know, we talk about picking a lane. And of course, what, that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about is kind of picking a lane. Uh, someone just approached me who was a graphic designer. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to put you in my supplier file, but tell me what your sweet spot is. I want to use people for what they do all day, every day, and is their strength. Now, I just paid a lot of money for somebody to help me do a copywriting job. That's Mm -hmm. all they do is copy all day, every day, and even in the specific way that I was doing copy for sales pages. So you drill it down even further. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, figuring out, let's say people are thinking, well, maybe I do need a coach to help me in some areas. Um, It could be for the speech. So you have a speech coach, right? Yes, I do. I use uh, Amy and Michael Port from Heroic Public Speaking. Oh, fantastic. And we've had Michael on the show before, and they do a great job over there. And sometimes they have opportunities for you to get filmed on their big stage, which is really fun. And um, yes, I know lots of my clients have gone through Heroic Public Speaking. 
So um, then there might be a coach on the business side, which might be something like what we're doing. And uh, I'll talk to you in a second about this event that we're doing in Florida for, um, we're starting something for intermediate speakers that I think is a really nice fit. And then um, let's see, what else might you need a coach for? Well, you know, when you get to the highest levels, uh, you may need a writing coach to help you craft your content. You, you may even need a vocal coach, uh, someone that actually helps with with your voice and your ability to project. There's um, a, there's a, um, a body specialist, Mark Bowden, who we're going to yes. have back on the podcast again, who talks about body language. Now, you can really drill it down. Uh, to just about every every piece of it. No doubt there are stage coaches who teach you how to move around the stage, and that's when you're getting to higher and higher levels that Absolutely. you're going to want to drill it down. But you, you know, maybe you were thinking someone helped you at that time go out of that coach mode where you're, um, you know, your volume is just at this one really high level all the time, right? That's yes, absolutely. Something that you have to become more conscious of. And, and when you, and you know, the parallels, this is why I'm, I'm really enjoying what I do for a living because the parallels between performance in sport and performance in business, there's so much transfer. But yeah. if you take a player like a Kevin Durant, Kevin has a, a strength and conditioning coach. He has a shooting coach. He has a nutritionist. He has someone that he does yoga and Pilates with. He has an agent. He has a business manager. He has someone that helps him with his uh, philanthropy. I mean, he probably has a team of 12. We can call them coaches to help in each one of those specific areas. And ultimately, his job is to perform, perform in the game of basketball. Ours is to perform on a stage. So we need to have the same type of approach and be able to to select the type of coaches that can be very focused on what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And and for those folks listening who are maybe just getting started, this feels a little bit overwhelming. I can't afford all those coaches. I get that. We get that. Um, I think what you'll do is kind of figure out what's the most important to have on your team in the beginning. But when you do get to the level where you have a lot of people, and this is where I'm sitting right now, uh, it's like we're the general contractor of all the sub trades. Mm-hmm. And for some of us, you know, we might even need to bring in a right arm, uh, the person who's going to be the assistant to help really manage it all because it can get a little bit overwhelming at times. And um, yeah, I, th- I think that is your role, though, is to bring everybody together on the team so that they understand what the vision is. And even in, in um, somebody who's a professional athlete should once a year be getting the whole team together and saying, okay, here are my goals for the next year. Um, you're all going to kind of, and I, I actually just developed a Facebook team for my whole team, a Facebook group for my whole team so that we can start communicating and sh- shared vision. Uh, because I think that that's really important for everybody to know where the team is going. Absolutely. And you need everybody in alignment and everyone working in harmony. And and really what you just described would be akin to the conductor of an orchestra. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to play their own instrument in the right way. And if everyone does that together and in harmony, you get beautiful music. Uh, As soon as folks are kind of off doing their own thing and on their own script, then you don't get that. And and yes, the conductor is as important as anybody else out there. So I, I love that. For the first few years, I always, because everybody was like virtual, virtual assistants versus virtual this, I didn't pull everybody together. And then I'm, I'm just trying to get better and better at that. That's not something I've mastered. That's for sure. 
Um, let's let's give everybody some homework. Like, what's something we can do right away to kind of improve our performance? Okay, from a performance standpoint, now I went on a retreat. I actually spoke at a retreat this past summer, and there was a gentleman there named Frank Shamrock, who, if anyone listening follows uh, MMA or Ultimate Fighting, he was the guy back in the 90s. He's a little older now. Uh, he was the best in the world. Maybe and before he, it was even cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Him and his brother Ken are the ones that made it cool. And, yeah. and even though he was basically a trained assassin back then, he is one of the nicest, most generous and gentle men I've ever met. Great guy. And he has a life philosophy that I quickly stole from him uh, that you can use in speaking. And it's called uh, the plus uh, equal minus system. And what he wants you to do is you find someone in your life that you consider a plus, someone that would basically serve as a mentor to you. Someone that say, if I'm a new speaker, this would be someone that's been speaking for four or five years, has walked down the path that I'm trying to go down mm. and can offer some guidance, uh, some wisdom, and, and, and hopefully help me sidestep some of the landmines that maybe they stepped on. Then you want to find someone that's an equal. So in this case, if I'm a new speaker, I want to find someone else that's also a new speaker so we can kind of commiserate some of our uh, challenges. We can talk about best practices, but we're on the same level. So mm -hmm. it's constantly teaching each other. And then, which is extremely important as well, is you find a minus. You find someone, and I don't say minus in a Give diminishing back. way. Yeah. Yes, someone that is a few years behind you that you can send the elevator back down to, to help them or to reach, oh. reach a hand down to help them. And what you'll actually find, because I've put this into practice, you almost learn the most when you're working with your minus, when you are actually the mentor to the mentee. And, you know, I know in this example, if you're brand new to speaking, well, who would be a little bit behind you? Might be harder to flush that one out if we're talking solely about speaking. Mm -hmm. but, but for the most part, if you can always have a plus, equal, and minus in your life, uh, it, it, it causes well-rounded development. Uh, you'll learn so much from each one of the, those different folks. Uh, and it's a great way just to continue to, to progress and to grow. Who would have thought that we on the Wealthy Speaker Podcast would be learning things from the MMA or, you know, just a completely different genre? I love that. I love the plus equal minus. And it's actually um, a perfect segue to talk about this event that I was mentioning to you before, because I think you're a good fit for it. Yes. Uh, we're putting together a 12-month inner circle mastermind. Somebody, uh, one of my long, long-term friends and colleagues and clients um, said to me once, you know, I feel like every time I get your podcast or your or your blog posts, I feel like I'm getting like the inside track on things. And I get really excited about that because I want to hear what secrets are for people who are doing seven figures. Well, the Inner Circle Mastermind was designed almost with this plus equal minus in mind. Awesome. There will be people as a part of this 12-month program who will be, let's say, three, four, five years in their career, but there's also going to be people who are 20 years in. And here's the thing, the three, four, five year people, they have that hustle that, you know, that you at 20 years, you know, you're kind of just cruising along and looking for one idea here or there. There's some really neat synergy that can happen between that. And, and I really think this plus equals minus idea 
is going to be something that uh, we bring into the 12 months. So we're actually going to be kicking it off. I'll give you the dates. And for anybody who's listening to the podcast at a much later date, um, just know that there's something else circling around. So go to speakerlauncher.com and just click on events and you'll see what we've got coming up. But in 2018, in February 24th and 25th, uh, in Cape Coral, Florida, we are going to be um, kicking off our Inner Circle Mastermind. Day one is actually a day that anybody can come to. That is going to be our annual event. It might be twice a year called Acceleration 365. And um, all speakers are welcome to come to that event. And we're going to bring in some experts on presentation skills, the world champion of speaking, Ed Tate is coming in, and Lisa Larder, who went from uh, being a high school dropout to a seven-figure business owner, and she's done it over and over again. She's really got um, the ideas to help everybody scale. So I'm super excited to introduce my my uh, people to those two folks. And then we're going to really be talking about the types of business foundations that you need in order to scale. So if you're at six and you want to go to seven, this is the idea. Let's get all the systems and processes in place. Because I, I think what happens, Alan, is Sometimes a speaker will go out there and they're really good at speaking. So they'll go out and they'll get speaking, 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 and they'll get all this business, but they don't necessarily have all the framework to support it, the systems and the, the consistent strategies that can help. Does that make sense? Oh, it, it totally makes sense. And if you're not careful, then you get stuck on the uh, speaker hamster wheel where you have to trade your time uh, and your frequent flyer miles in order to speak and you don't have other pillars in place that can still help you get your message and affect change and, 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 and have a positive outcome, but you're, you're tied to having to do that. So I, exactly. I love the way that you're building this from the ground up, which is yeah. what's necessary. And, and you know, we're kind of hitting the pain point of not getting paid the fee that you really, really desire. I mean, that how many times does it clients say, you know, well, I don't have that in the budget. And what do you say from there? And my goal is that after the end of this 12 months, you would be totally willing to walk away from an engagement that is not perfect from you because you're attracting enough of the ones that are perfect. So we'll be beginning on the Sunday of this two-day uh, event in Florida. That'll be VIP day. So much, much smaller group, maybe 15 to 20 people, but there's only going to be 10 in this actual mastermind for the whole year. Nice. And we'll be meeting every month. They'll get pro quarterly um, private coaching with me. We'll have booster calls with special guest experts. You know, somebody might say, hey, let's get a speakers bureau. Or let's get a social media expert or whatever. Part of my uh, strength is really having a lot of um, – having a lot of connections in the industry to people who we might want to talk to. And uh, the list just goes on and on of bonuses. So if anybody is interested in learning more about that, go to speakerlauncher.com and just click on the events. There's one listed there, the ACC 365 event, Acceleration. That's just a one-day thing. You're all welcome to come to that. It's $4.95 is the early bird price. And um, then the uh, – 
the Inner Circle Mastermind really launches that next day on Sunday, February 25th. So, sorry, I'm, I'm taking time away from Alan Stein Jr. No, I, I love that. Here, but I, I knew he was interested in this event, and I'm hoping you're going to come. <laughs> I, I very much am. And, and, you know, one of the things when I, I look at my two lives, I had my basketball life, and now I have my, I guess you can call it corporate speaking or cor- mm-hmm. corporate leadership life. And one of the things I've learned very quickly is how important it is to invest in your own success. And, and certainly you invest money, but you need yeah. to invest time. You need to be able to invest commitment. So, you know, things such as a mastermind or the event that you're holding, people need to get out of the mindset of, you know, how much does that cost? No, it's an investment. It's an investment in your success. It, and it, to pay a few hundred dollars to learn something that could potentially earn you 10 times that, you'd be foolish not to. Yeah. And my goal is that people can be with us for the whole year for one speech fee. Mm-hmm. And so if that year were to set up your foundation for the next 10 years, you know, what would the value of that be? And when I first started, I think when I've been most frustrated in my business was A, when I didn't have a coach mm-hmm. and B, when I was very, very reluctant to invest. Yes. Uh, and and I hadn't quite I don't think committed to staying in the industry because I didn't have the team around me who was taking all the stuff I didn't like to do off my plate. So I was like just in the throes of frustration there. And as soon as I started to spend a little, invest a little money by hiring team and then more in getting my coach. Well, I've seen since I've been with my coach for six years now and I have seen my business triple in that time and I have more plans to scale. So, uh, you know, it's paid off for me and I know that uh, a coach can pay off for other people as well. No doubt you've seen it in your own career where, you know, that one person really made the difference. Which coach has been most important to you? Absolutely. Uh, You know, it's funny. I've, I mean, I've had so many different coaches and mentors and people that have helped me in every stage of my life. But it was really when I decided about a year ago to make this leap into the corporate space that I became so much more strategic. And I actually hunted down the experts in each lane that I needed help with and was very proactive. And it's without question been the best money I've ever invested, the best time that I've ever invested. And, you know, we also need to get out of the mindset of needing a specific ROI that, hey, I'm going to invest $500 in this course, so I want to make sure I get $2,000 back. It doesn't work that way. Can you, uh, you guarantee might, that I am going to get booked for speaking engagements if I yeah, come to your course? It just doesn't work that way. You might pull a seed or a nugget from that that gets yeah. implanted into your new philosophy that turns out to be something that has a cosmic shift on everything that you've been doing, and there's no real way to measure that. Uh, yeah. But even above and beyond what you learn at things such as masterminds and, and conferences are the connections and the, the people that you, you meet. Right. And, you know, can you actually put a numerical value on, uh, you know, possibly finding one of your plus equal minuses in one of these type of programs and the things that you'll learn and how you empower and help each other. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've learned is, as you know, still somewhat new on the corporate side that other speakers are one of the best sources of referrals Yeah, because we want to help each other. And if, if I speak and keynote at a conference, well, they're clearly not going to bring me back next year. Do I have two or three colleagues that I really trust right. and respect that I can put their name in the hat and say, Hey, if you thought I did a good job, you need to call Jane because she is phenomenal. And that way I'm still serving the client. 
um, I'm helping you and which I want to do. I want to give you a referral and it it just makes it so much better for everybody. Yeah. I think a lot of uh, the people who come to our things, they feel like they're out on an Island by themselves. So we kind of try to drag them into the mainland and put them with some other people. And I can tell you that my very first speakers event that I went to was almost 30 years ago. Mm. And I still have relationships with those people today. They are cherished, cherished, cherished relationships. So if somebody would like to, you're going to have an event coming up. Um, Tell us about that and how people can kind of be a part of your world. Absolutely. Uh, This specific event I'm working on is called the EQ Experience, which is how we can lead more effectively by improving our emotional IQ and really learning how to deal with folks. Uh, We're still waiting at the, at the time of this recording to set the date It's probably going to be late April. And uh, I live in the DC area, so it will be somewhere in the greater Washington DC area. Okay. Uh, But the information will ultimately be on my website and we'll certainly uh, promote on social. Okay. Um, And we'll put that in the show notes, but it's Alan Stein, S T E I N junior J R.com. Okay, alansteinjr.com. Well, Alan, this has been just a fantastic chat, and I want to say thank you so much for being here with anybody. Is there anything important that you need to tell everybody before we uh, check it out? No, I I appreciate the opportunity. I've enjoyed uh, chatting with you as well, and look forward to listening to all your upcoming episodes and checking out the mastermind and the event you're holding. Awesome. Well, with that, we will say... Uh, please drop me a line, jane at speakerlauncher.com, if you have any questions about anything we've discussed on today's podcast. And with that, we'll say see you soon, wealthy speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Wealthy Speaker Show. Please visit speakerlauncher.com for your free wealthy speaker audit and visit speakerlauncher.com forward slash podcast for show notes and many more resources to help you catapult your speaking business. See you soon, wealthy speakers.